Welcome everyone to today's podcast episode. You're listening to the Home Design Podcast. My name is Adam Case, your host, and we aim to educate, inspire, and connect South Florida with the industry authorities within their trade. And today we have an inspiring guest who you may be most familiar with from our shows on HGTV, ABC, and Food Network. Introducing the one and only Tanya Nayak. I'm jamming right now to your music. My gosh, your intro is so professional. Way I mean, you're making me feel like a, a complete and utter failure. Well, the thing <laughs> is, like that that jingle has some history behind it. We've had it for over 30 years. It's like ingrained in South Florida, and we oh, yeah? use it for our podcast. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I love it. It's awesome. So, uh, you know, going into everything, we've known each other for a while now. Obviously, you've been one of our guests at multiple shows. You've been a part of this, but before we go into any of that. Who is Tiny Nye? Uh, <laughs> who am I? It's right. A deep question. <laughs> well, uh, at a surface level, I'm an interior designer and a TV host. So we'll start there. Uh, I have a design firm, Tanya Nyack Design, which is based in Boston, which is where I live. And then I do a couple of TV shows here and there. You know, I have I've been doing uh, HGTV from way back in the early 2000s. Prior to that, I did a show on ABC Family. And then for some weird reason, the longevity has just carried itself through. I am now 20 something years into it and I can't believe it because I sit here and I think TV life is supposed to have a shelf life. It's like dog years. You know what I mean? You don't, you know, every one year equates to like seven or eight. And so the fact that I've been able to do it for this long, I feel so blessed. Um, Right now, I've, I've rekindled back with HGTV. So I worked with them for years. And then I departed um, to go to Food Network, which was under the same umbrella. Right. Um, and then doing Restaurant Impossible, which I'm still doing. And yeah, now I'm back with HGTV again. So it's one big happy story. No, and and you have your show on ABC. And ABC, right, yeah. right. Oh, yeah, that thing. That thing. I mean, it just happens like once a year. I mean, it's a right. pretty big deal. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And you know, some of my fan favorites are the houses. This is the great Christmas light fight. Right. And so we see these wild displays all over the country. And some of my favorites are right here in South Florida. <laughs> well, I mean, South Florida is one of a kind. And, and the thing is, like, you know, a lot of people sometimes they, they, they ask, why aren't there more shows in South Florida when it comes to like construction and things like that? But I have to assume it has to do a lot with like permitting. permitting. It's crazy. Yeah. It's <laughs> you're like telling me you're not doing a weekend flip don't, in uh, don't South I Florida. <laughs> I've been down that road for right. the last two years. And we're going to be going right into <laughs> yeah. that. But. You know, are you able to give us any teasers or anything about the new show that you're shooting? Yes, I can. I'm very (laughs) excited about it, actually. So I am just wrapped filming a show called Build It Forward. My co-host is Matt Blashaw, who you know. Amazing guy. Amazing guy. I mean, we became like brother and sister from day one. And um, was that the first time that you ever did anything with him? We never even did a screen test. Really? It was just our, our executive knew both of us personally and knew that we'd be a great fit for TV and have good TV chemistry. And and they were right. You know, (laughs) so we, we goof around all day. He, (laughs) this, I doubt we'll ever make it on air, but he literally every time we're doing uh, an interview to camera, he busts out into like freestyle rap. That's funny. (laughs) And then I start doing my dancing and we just like break it down. But the whole concept of the show, build it forward. You can pretty much, guess what it's about it's about people who give back to their communities in just enormous ways on their own so they're not a part of a big organization they've developed their own organizations and what we find is that these people are actually not 
very well off on their own, right? So they live in houses that are just falling apart, you know, or their offices have taken over their homes. And it, it was really eye-opening to see that firsthand because you think they give and they give and they give. But they're literally like they eat, sleep, and drink their charities and their events. Right. Some of them have other full-time jobs that they do outside of it. It was just unbelievable. And so we go in and we kind of ambush them and we say, hey, guess what? We are going to come in and we're going to redo your entire house. Wow. And the nice thing about it was that we worked with Lowe's Home Improvement, who basically this is their 100th anniversary. So they're doing 100 hometown projects where they are helping all of these organizations across the country. So they're the ones that really sort of inspired this whole show and are a big part of it. That's amazing. And, you know, how does the, how does the show actually discover these people? Is it? That is a really good question. <laughs> I, I believe there's casting involved. Right. And oh, no, you know what? I do know the answer to this. So what happened was Lowe's offered out these grants, big grants to people who applied for them. So that was really the initial part of the casting were people who got these grants for their organizations. Right. And then they were able to kind of find out who are the people that are, are leading these organizations. Let's go surprise them. So that's how it happened. That's amazing because, yeah. you know, and that, and that's a thing like, you know, people that give out a lot often neglect themselves 100%. and it's, it's easy to fall into that because their passion is paying it forward. You know, and I they're should never, ask you that question, <laughs> right? Adam. You're <laughs> the guy that is always giving and giving and giving. And, but, but that's like the core of life. It's a core of business. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, everyone has to find their passion. And as far as like what, makes them happy and like if in certain people it's giving um but they are never asking for anything in return so sometimes often it's overlooked it was so of, the, the yeah. fact that they're doing this is incredible it was one of the hardest things was to find out sort of once we let them in on the secret hey we're going to come in and redo your house what would you dream of what would you love to see happen in your home they couldn't answer it because they just never thought about it they never think of themselves and it was actually really hard for them to receive. Right. You know, so when we revealed the, the homes, the reactions varied anywhere from the most interesting thing I heard from one of them was she, this woman, Shauna, um, she works for an organization that helps kids that are going through trauma. And she said she has to learn to not cry because she can't show that she has to be strong right. for the kids. So it was interesting when we did the reveal, we all kind of behind the scenes were like, wow, she didn't cry. I'm so shocked. Yeah. And then we remembered what she had said where she's like trained to stop the tears. Wow. I mean, in, in ways that's unfortunate because, mm -hmm. you know, emotion is part of life, but you know, the fact that she is staying strong for the individuals that she's helping, but you know, that's amazing. I can't wait. So when is this going to oh, actually air? March 12th. <laughs> March 12th. Yeah, it's going to air March 12th. And then in just a few days, I'm leaving to film Battle on the Beach. Season oh, wow. Two. Awesome. Yes. That was an awesome show. And last year was obviously the first time that went. Is it all the same cast? Everybody? This, so Ty Pennington, yeah. Allison Victoria, and myself, the three of us are the returning cast yeah. as mentors. It's funny because it kind of has the vibe of like the voice, right? right? Yeah. So you, you get, they got singers, we get home renovators and we mentor them and they rebuild a three identical beach houses on the beach last year. My team won, <laughs> so I do have some bragging rights. But now I have a like a title. Do they to give defend. you like a belt or anything that you get to wear? Like I wish I was a big wrestling fan right? when I was a kid. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> I that was that. big. 
And uh, is it all in the same area? No. So last year we did it in Alabama. This year we're going to Galveston, Texas. Nice. Mm -hmm. Awesome. That's going to be exciting. Fancy, fancy parts of (laughs) the country. You have a lot of things happening this year. Yeah, it's been a, it's been an interesting one, and it very much um, kind of took me by surprise, to be honest. You right. know, like we were talking about being in this in this industry for such a long time. I think what I have focused on my whole life is just doing what makes me happy, and so having a business and keeping it real, and always, you know, having the design firm where we design restaurants and condo developments and houses. That's always had my feet firmly planted on the ground. And I love to do television, but if a show came by, I didn't have to take it because I was desperate to take it. I would take it if it felt right. And if a show didn't come by for years, it was okay because I have my full on business. I have employees that, you know, we're busy. And so it's kind of worked itself out really nicely, you know, and things have been flow in different ways. Without a doubt. And, you know, with, with this busy schedule, with design, with your clients, you know, that's a lot. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of work everyone, I mean, you need an escape. And I think you found your escape to be Fort Lauderdale. I think there is no question about that. (laughs) This is my ultimate happy place. I really, I can't even express the way the, the weight lifts off my shoulders when the plane touches down or actually not before it touches down. And I'm looking out the window and I can even see my place, you know, from up there. And I'm like, ah, there it is. I can't wait to get in there. And it is. It's awesome. It's amazing what palm trees can do. It is amazing. <laughs> so we were very fortunate to be able to step into your newest place. You have two condos down here um, and you completely, you went through the whole process and our listeners, primarily a lot of them are from here in South Florida and they know the headaches, they know the struggles, they know everything, or they might not know because they're going into the process. But let's talk about this reno because Mm -hmm. what you did first of all is absolutely spectacular and the theme of it is truly small space big impact or huge impact (laughs) you know it it, it's but in the most effortless way well thank you that's So, so nice to hear yeah i feel like um you know i i grew up very middle class and not having a lot of extra money. My dad is an architect, so we always made the best with what we had to make our home look as beautiful as can be, and he's very contemporary. So I grew up having a passion for design and style, but not having the money to just buy it. Right. right. So we would often figure things by we, I mean my dad, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he would find alternative ways to create beautiful artwork in the house or he would build certain things. And I learned a lot in that regard. So I never take it for granted, you right. know, and I always want my place to have longevity. I don't want to be too trendy and it's totally okay. If somebody wants to be, that's 100% their call for me personally. Uh, if you see a lot of the places I design, they're unique, they're special, they're personal, they're functional, they're creative, but they're not necessarily going to fade out in a year right. or two, you know, where you're just like, oh my gosh, what did I do here? <laughs> you know, why did I pick that color? I, I'll err on safer in that regard, but I don't, I don't downplay that. I, I think it's a great thing. And I also believe in livable luxury. I want to be able to kick my feet up. I don't want to be nervous if somebody breaks something or spills a glass of wine because there's a lot of wine (laughs) that's flowing, (laughs) you know, and we love to entertain. So I just want to be comfortable, but I want it to be nice. Absolutely. And and when talking about trends, like that's honestly one of those trends that I feel like is being spoken of more and more approachable luxury, livable luxury, like 
I feel like the days and there's always a place for it, but just the super expensive, like plastic on the sofa, like don't enter this type of room. I feel like those days are kind of gone. Doesn't matter whether it's, you know, you know, a $200,000 home or a $20 million home. Like people want to live in their homes. Um, and you know, what, what can you say as far as like where you see this going and evolving? Like, what does it actually mean? What type of products, when you say something that is approachable or livable, um, are we talking primarily colors? Are we talking about materials? Yeah, I think it's all of that. You know, I, I think it's finding a price range that you're comfortable with first. So really asking yourself truly, how much money do I I have to spend on this renovation? And then break it down and, and analyze the costs of where you want to splurge. Are right. you splurging on your countertops? Are you splurging on your furniture? You know, what are those key elements? Your backsplash, your tile, whatever it is, your appliances. And and break it down. This is the most non-glamorous part of this conversation today right. is what I'm going to talk about right here is this breakdown of budget. But it is so imperative that you do it if you are on a budget. If you have... Right. Endless amounts of money, then knock yourself out. But even with that, it. there's still budgets. There's always like a budget. everyone has a budget. Everyone there's a has number. a budget. And sometimes <laughs> the ones that have the most money have the tightest budget. One hundred percent. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, I, I look around and I think, okay, what do I want? How do I want this to feel? And then I'll start to pull these inspiration images. And I know your question was like, what are some of the things I look for? And I'm probably going around the world here with this. But for example, uh my price range landed in uh like i thought restoration hardware might be a little too high-end pricing wise and maybe i don't know i I don't want to throw any names out or or make anything sound less than they're all great but my comfort zone was like our house furniture yeah and and i liked it because they were durable like they have this fabric where you could drop wine and it beads up and rolls off but it's just so it's so comfortable and it just was the right the right arena for me for that you know uh cambria stone another great one you can find something that's in your price range and it's beautiful it's everlasting there's so many options so i tried to find materials that spoke to me the only thing that i went a little wild on was my bathroom tile with nemo tile well that was yeah (laughs) it's beautiful and and but when you're talking about trends and colors you don't have to like pick something that is too trendy Mm -mm. but you can still go bold you can go bold with your artwork with your even the tile and everything that you did i mean it, it, it was amazing and and most people they might see that in a picture in a magazine but not even know where to go where to start i mean nemo offers incredible design styles i mean i mean that was a porcelain, right? Yeah, that was a porcelain. And even the backsplash? No, you know is that, that a porcelain? I think that was a ceramic, was it? It was a ceramic? Yeah, ceramic yeah. or porcelain. I can't remember. But yeah, the backsplash looked like it was handcrafted. Right. So beautiful. And it for the backsplash in the kitchen, it was more about texture than it right. was about pattern or anything else. Like it was a white tile that had angles that were glossy but the whole thing was a little bumpy and even my dad is a little more old school and he's like oh these are like you know i think these are um a bad batch or whatever i'm like no well, it looks like it could have been like a concrete type tile because mm-hmm. it looks handmade right you know so th- and that's what made it really special and that was exactly it it had a more of more of an artisan feel and the subtle nuances of texture in a small space especially made all the difference and even having those little angles where they were glossy and matte 
it wasn't a print. It wasn't right. a pattern. It was a square tile, a white square tile. You can't get any more basic than that, but right. it was the way it was kind of uh, the texture and the gloss just ma made everything different. And and when you're talking about all these different things and what you just brought up, like, you know, small space, a lot of people might be thinking, oh, I have to find like small pieces of furniture and, you know, I have to try to figure out how to make this space is more livable. Mm -hmm. Like, what do you have to say in regards to specifically small spaces? Because a lot of people here, whether it's a condo or an apartment, there's a lot of older places, uh -huh. you know, there's tighter spaces, but what can you tell people when it comes to, you know, going into that furnishing process? I'm sitting here smiling, right? You can see me smiling. <laughs> right. You're probably like, why is she grinning? Um, it's funny because back when I was younger, I remember watching HGTV and I remember Candace Olsen always used to really jam pack these small spaces with ginormous furniture. Right. And you see her ordering the stuff or getting the stuff or it's being brought into the space. And you're like, there is no chance that that's going to work. And it filled up the space. It made it feel whole. It made it feel welcoming and comfortable. Then I always took that with me as a designer. I wasn't actually, I don't even think I was designing yet at that time, but I'll never forget it. I'll never forget. She did two things that were so um, career altering for me, I should right. say, was one, she would just take a food tray, like a regular food tray, and she would put all the samples of the finishes on the food tray to look at them. And I'll right. never forget that because I thought, oh yeah, there's your basically live concept board, your materials board. You still do that? I, well, I mean, now we have a more of a formal <laughs> presentation, but I tell homeowners, you know, I always tell them, if you're working on this and you're trying to come up with your concepts, get the tile sample, get the wood sample, get a paint chip, get a fabric swatch, put photos on there, whatever right. it is, and just put it there as a whole. If you think you want a ton of greenery, snip a, a little piece off of a plant and put it on the tray, like right. whatever it is, so you can get the whole picture. Um, and then the other thing that I remember other than the tray was the oversized furniture. And so in my other condo in Fort Lauderdale, when I was furnishing that the sofa came in <laughs> and my husband and two of my neighbors were standing there. One of my neighbors is an incredible designer, fabulous, like well-published designer. And they're all standing there. The three of them with their, with their arms crossed, shaking their head at me like, okay, Tanya, <laughs> right. this is never going to fit. Let's figure out how this is going to return, get returned. And I'm like, guys, it's going to fit. I laid it out on a floor, but it's going to fit. And I'm, I'm telling you, all three of them were like, I can't even believe this. I can't believe that right. this worked. But it did. That's awesome. And, and, and some of the best feelings when you're doubted and you're like, ha, see, <laughs> it works. Oh, they hear it all the time. But but <laughs> looking at the the condo that you just finished mm -hmm. i mean you have a, two large sofas you have a big coffee table you have a huge modular mirror like individual pieces mm -hmm. i mean everything is big and it makes it it makes the room actually look bigger well we should tell everybody that the whole entire condo with the one bedroom the one bathroom the living room and then there's like a little we call it like the vista area you yeah. know where you can look out at the water it's under 900 square feet. Right. The whole entire condo is under 900 square feet. So, you know, we, we did. We tried to really make it feel full. And I think the bigger the furniture, the bigger the space feels as long as you have access to move. Well, it would it would feel really small if you if say you have you're getting people together and you're just like three seats. Yeah. You know, you at right. that point, it's very small. But if you can exactly. sit everyone comfortably, they can stand and, mm -hmm. and be comfortable. I mean, it feels like a much bigger place. Exactly. And and the the usage of the mirror um you know it's directly across from um you know 
I want to say Florida room, but like that open room where it's looking right over the intercoastal, mm-hmm. it reflects the light. It brings everything in. I mean, usage, what can you say in regards to just usage of mirrors or glass or things like that in a small space? Well, it's funny. I noticed that a lot of people that have a condo where I am, they all have a, a wall that sort of has this mirror that reflects. Right. And it's a, it's a really great idea for the obvious reasons. It's going to make the space feel bigger. It makes it feel brighter. It, it reflects. But in a small space, I mean, it really doubles the size. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So in this instance, because I'm from Boston, it was important to me that I didn't want this condo to just feel like a beach pad. Right. You know, I wanted it to have a little bit of who I am and my husband integrated into the space. So I wanted it to have a little grit. And so the mirrors, I got them from Riverbend Home, and uh, they're an incredible, incredible online shopping place where you can get all these detailed things. Like, I mean, the hardware from my cabinets, I got from them, and I love them. I've never seen anything similar to the ones that I got from them. And then the mirrors, they were these two foot by two foot score antique mirrors with a black metal edge, and we clustered them together to look like a gigantic mullioned window right which made me feel like new york city or boston absolutely and so yeah that's what we did no it's amazing and you know when looking at everything you did like we mentioned you know it's effortless design but really you were able to incorporate that open concept because you have a massive island you know that cambria (laughs) island and, and also just what you selected i mean what went into the selection process of that surface yeah well the (laughs) oh my gosh it's my favorite one of my favorite absolute favorite things about the condo is that island because we love to entertain it opens up the whole space and it's ginormous and by all accounts anyone looking at that stone coming into the condo would be like yeah okay that thing's not (laughs) ever gonna fit in there but it's so perfect um i picked the a matte finish I just wanted it. I don't know why I wanted it to be a matte finish, but it actually has like this ripple effect in it. So it did feel a little bit like the sand. Um, And then I did a different stone for the actual perimeter of the kitchen. So that's like a really dark charcoal color. So they contrast with each other. Yeah, I had fun with it. No, it's absolutely amazing. And the thing is like, you know, we're so excited because this whole experience you invited us into your home into your condo we're featuring you it is live now as we speak the Uh, home design magazine gorgeous the (laughs) magazine i mean you do an incredible job and i can't even believe of all the issues so here we are on the fifth issue that's out so the first of this year right and i get to be the first person who has a face on the cover that's right i mean from the beginning you know we actually consciously said you know what we're not going to put people on it we're going to show projects and you know, as far as we went through the process and when we were talking about featuring you on the cover, like there is not a more fitting person, story, you know, everything that goes into what our publication truly stands for, because the whole point of what we do is bring people out from behind brands, telling stories, bring, you know, really making it personal. You know, it, it's been amazing to work with you once again, having you featured there, having you here in our podcast, you know, it, it's been a an awesome journey and being able to see it firsthand has been awesome. Oh, I'm so excited for you and everything that's going on. And thank you for saying all that to me because I I was so honored that you asked me. I know how many people you know. I know how many (laughs) talented celebrities that you know that have come in and out of your home shows. And, you know, 
I, I really can't thank you enough. And you were so instrumental in helping me connect with a lot of these partners and and uh, helping me bring the space to life. So I really appreciate it. And I'm, I'm just so happy for our, our friendship for Absolutely. so many years. It's been so great. No, it's, it's special in so many ways. And, you know, we're hoping that we spoke about it briefly. I might put you on the spot that the baby you and Matt will be making an appearance oh, we, at a home we show. Told each other, we were like, from now on, we're only going to do home shows together. And right? if you do get us together, then we will do a rap and a dance well, like special. I think I'm going to record that bit, play it over and over because Matt needs to hear that. <laughs> He'll freestyle. Oh my God. Sounds good. you got to listen to this guy freestyle. Really? It's unbelievable. <laughs> it is unbelievable. You'd never picture it out of him. Like you would never expect it. So I assume he liked the halftime show yesterday. You I'm know, sure. I, I haven't even connected with him on it, but I'm sure. <laughs> so, but no, we would love to have you at the show. I'm going to, we'll, we'll put, we'll get him on a call and we'll, uh, we'll go through it, but you know, it'd be awesome to have you both here in South Florida. I mean, you're amazing, huge supporter of us. I can't thank you enough. Um, you know, but looking at our listeners, the people that follow us, the people that we engage with, like, yes, we're a home show, home expo, but we, we are much more than that. You know, we are a connector. We're, we're a storyteller and being able to be a part of your story and, and helping with your condo, um, and, and help connecting you with South Florida businesses has been a great journey, but taking something away, like as far as the, our listeners, um, you know, a couple of things that we always wonder is for somebody that's having trouble just starting, mm -hmm. what would you say that tip would be for that first step? So would it be for just starting a renovation? A renovation. Start, okay. I think the first, the first step would really be to figure out your number. Okay. I mean, I know that it doesn't sound again glamorous at all, but if you are planning, if it's just a bathroom renovation or a kitchen renovation, start finding out what your style is, what you like, pricing it out and seeing if it fits. Because the thing that a lot of people get discouraged about or turns a great experience into a bad experience is when the numbers are wrong, right? right? When they're overspending, they don't know why, they're not prepared. And so I would highly recommend if anybody is doing any project to just really get a grip on what you're spending because it is truly going to turn a wonderful experience into a horrible experience if you're not prepared. Right, no, absolutely. And that's a great tip because that will lead to a much better, as you mentioned, experience throughout the entire process because, you know, there, there's no lying. There's no kind of trying to tiptoe around it, but renovation and remodeling is overwhelming. So stressful. It's stressful. Mm -hmm. It's not easy in any way. It doesn't matter who you work with, but it's a matter of ultimately getting what you're looking for. Yeah. And I would say this, if you are looking to hire an interior designer, interview several, uh, be very crystal clear about what you want what you need and what your budget is. A lot of people are afraid to tell someone what their budget is because they think, oh, if I say this is my budget, then they're going to try to figure out a way to spend all of it. No, we need to know your budget because right. it's the only way for us to know what level of finishes you need. And, you know, also your timeline, have real honest, open conversations and come to the table with images, be prepared, be ready to talk to your designer and to say, hey, you know what? I, I was scrolling through Google images and I found a couple of different things and this is kind of the look that I like. Or or if you don't even have time for that, right. reference a, a vacation destination or reference a restaurant that you went to or something that they can look back and say, oh, I get it. Okay. Yep. No, it's all different levels of inspiration. And, and as to your point, interview a number because 
there are great designers out there, but at the end of the day, you have to connect with a person personally mm-hmm. um, because at the end of the day, it's not a short process. Mm-hmm. It's going to take time. So, right. you know, make sure that not only you like their work, but you know, you can you connect like them. with them. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah, have to. Yes. And, and it's no hard feelings. I mean, there's, there's no. somebody for everyone out there. So if anything in your gut tells you like you got a little red flag at all, just don't do it. Move on to the next because it is the most personal relationship you're going to have with anyone probably right. besides your spouse. Yeah, without a doubt. So is there anything else you want to leave us with today? Um, no, I have to tell you now, like that I've been working on my own podcast. That's like, right. Listening Absolutely. To you do your podcast. I'm very impressed. You're I doing appreciate a great it. job. I mean, it's a whole learning curve, right? And, and share what's your podcast. So that way everyone can tune in, oh, check out yeah. your podcast. Thank you. It's called The Break with Tanya Nyack, and you can get it on anywhere that podcasts are available. But my, my goal for this, it's not a design podcast. It is truly, I'm a, I'm a motivational junkie. Everybody says, you're always so happy. And some people <laughs> think it's fake. It just, it, it's just, I sleep better at night. You know right. what I mean? It keeps me younger. I don't know. I try to always align with the more positive side of things. Not to say everything's always roses, but, and that's actually case in point, what this podcast is about. It's called The Break, and I talk to successful people who have just found incredible success doing what they love, but why are they different than the other person who's doing what they love? So let's let's say, I haven't interviewed this person yet, like let's say it was Kendra Scott. Um, She's a jewelry maker. There's so many other jewelry makers out there. Like, why is she a billionaire? Right. What did she do differently? And I'm so curious to hear that story. And I think a lot of time people's greatest successes come from their biggest setbacks and their biggest fallbacks. And so I can actually kind of dig deep with them and find out was there's what happened growing up? What was childhood like? What where was the big turning point for you? Who did you meet that really inspired you to to take a turn? Was there a moment in time that everything pivoted? Was there a rock bottom before you had a big break? Like who knows, you know, and everybody's story is so different, but I mean, every time I hang up, you know, on that or end the call or whatever it is, I know we're here in person, but I'm saying like we do it all different ways. And it's, I just sit there and I, I have to take a minute and really think about everything that everybody said. And it's, been amazing no it's amazing and and that's i mean it's been amazing listening to your podcast because you know at the end of the day i guess it can happen but not often does it happen where literally you hit the ground running and everything hits perfectly and whether it's going through school playing sports growing up Mm -hmm. starting your first job whatever it might be you know you always have to hit a wall to realize how to get to that next point that's right And, you know, the fact that you're bringing that out of people, real life stories, successful people to show people that they are just like everyone else. Right. And it's just a matter of, you know, taking it as a a beneficial turning point to get to that next point. So you said it so well. I think (laughs) the greatest takeaway I can uh, share with your listeners right now is that when something doesn't go your way, if for some reason you were dying to get this job or you're hoping to get this show or you're hoping to land this deal and it doesn't land even personal things like you were trying to get pregnant and it didn't work out or so many different layers of of things that don't always work out your way right you have to almost stop and just say there's a reason why this is happening and I'm just going to say thank you 
because for whatever reason that is, it's it's shifting my path and it's taking me down another road that I've, I'm probably meant to be on. So if I, let's say I got a show that I really, really, really wanted, or sorry, I should say that I didn't get a show that I really wanted, it was probably trying to open up space in my life for the other show that was going to be the better one. For, right. And that, that's more of like a loose way of looking at it. But you just have to take those moments in your life and just say, take a breath. Allow yourself to be upset. Allow yourself to grieve if you need to grieve. Give yourself a few days. But at that point, nothing is going to change the outcome of what just happened. Right. So now you have to, it, it's on you. You need to take a turn and pivot and and make it happen. And I know you well and said. I, we yeah. talk about this a lot, yeah. you and I. Absolutely. I mean, you know our story. Mm-hmm. You know, COVID, it was extremely impactful for us absolutely but we would not be sitting here on the home design podcast having this conversation we would still be friends but we would not be as a business interviewing spectacular people like yourself and finding out people's stories and getting design tips and really educating the market giving people information connecting the human part of business Mm -hmm. with the individuals looking for that information and you know at the end of the day you know Our mission is to personalize business, to bring the people out from behind the brands and just to connect the market. And, you know, we found that through COVID that one of the biggest voids in the industry for homeowners, but also the trade is that they don't know where to go for the information. Mm -hmm. They don't know where to find the products. They don't know what's in their budget. Um, and that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to bring awareness. And you're doing such a great job of it, and and it's exactly what you just said, where if it wasn't for everything shutting down, your brain may not have thought about, you know what, I need to do something to keep this this trade moving, and I'm going to do a podcast, I'm going to do this magazine, I'm going to do all of these things, and and you did, and now you have – abundance of of things happening. It's been exciting. And, you know, I appreciate you being a part of this, helping us, you know, showcase your work, your condo, helping tell your story, be a part of this and really get you integrated and involved with Fort Lauderdale. Thank thank you, Adam, (laughs) so much for being a part of all of that for me. It was it's been awesome. Absolutely. And, you know, for everybody that's listening, uh, make sure you go to our website, homeshows.net. The magazine is live. It's Home Design Magazine. It's issue five, the winter (laughs) issue, the winter edition. Um, Tanya is our feature story. So um, we thank you for that. Thank you for being here. Um, Everyone can always check us out at our website, homeshows.net, for all of our show information. Um, Go to homedesignpodcast.com. Always follow us at FL Home Shows. But until next time, make sure you subscribe to our channel. Get all of the latest design tips, information, and inspiration. And uh, just stay tuned for the next episode.